0: Welcome to today's episode of the 49ers Unrestricted Podcast. I'm Timmy Gibson here with my co-host, me, myself, and I, because my good friend Daniel Bigelow is celebrating his honeymoon. Daniel will be back with us next week, but I'm excited to get this quick episode up. Going to be a quick hit, recapping the 49ers' win last week on Thursday Night Football over the New York Giants. I know it took me a little bit to get this one uploaded. Wanted to make sure to see the 49ers' next opponent play over the weekend. Very glad I did. We'll get to this later, but the arizona cardinals who were kind of thought of as the worst team in the nfl Just knocked off the cowboys who were thought of as the best So definitely glad I waited to get this recorded to talk a little bit about that But thank you as always for tuning in really excited to have you here. Daniel if you're listening Hope the wedding and honeymoon were a big success But yeah 49ers got a win over the Giants last Thursday another one like many of our our first couple games this season that was not really in doubt the Niners were up early and just kind of kind of cruised which is is what you'll want to see from this team this is a team that has its eyes on the Super Bowl and these types of wins are the ones that you want to make sure don't slip you up so all in all, really, really glad with the 49ers' win over the Giants. Final score of 30-12. to 12. Game was never really in doubt after the first quarter. Ended the first quarter tied, and then the Niners pulled ahead, and it never, it never looked back. So, really excited uh, how, about how that win went. You want to see the 49ers put games away like this. There are a couple things that we want to we want to chat about. First of all, Brandon Ayuk was out for the game. It didn't matter for this game. He was nursing a shoulder injury. Obviously, we saw him really really fight through some pain to play the week before against the Rams. Ayuk, as we've kind of talked about, has become the 49ers' number 1 receiver this season, and so not having him out there does change up the offense. It it doesn't matter against a team like the Giants that's not a true a true threat, but it 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 might matter at some point but should be should be fun to see how that injury affects us going forward. But for a game like this, it just means Juwan Jennings is going to be more involved, Debo's going to get the ball a bit more, and maybe if you're playing one of those guys in fantasy, you might benefit from it even more than you did before. But that was kind of the big news coming into the game on Thursday night it was Ayuk being out. Obviously, you know, if it's not a short week, does he play? Who knows? If it's the playoffs, does he play? I'm kind of guessing probably after seeing him fight through that pain on the Sunday before but but that's just a guess on, on the offensive side, I think the biggest story out of this game was we finally saw Elijah Mitchell get some involvement on the offense. Daniel and I had talked about that last week that really coming in, we expected to see this 49ers backfield be a one-two punch and especially lean on Mitchell on these games early in the season, especially on these games that that aren't close. These games where the 49ers are pulling away, we really expected to see a lot of involvement from Mitchell Because the 49ers need McCaffrey for that late season push the 49 McCaffrey takes that 49ers offense takes this team to the next level on offense. And so we really expected the team to hold on to him coming in to for a late season stretch and for a push into the playoffs and really lean on Mitchell who obviously I mean was the 49ers running back one for a bit and has been a really really good player every time he's seen the ball. So we were really confused that McCaffrey had been taking pretty much 100% of snaps out of the backfield and Mitchell didn't seem to be involved at all. We were kind of surprised by that. That changed this Thursday night. We got Elijah Mitchell had 11 carries for 42 yards. McCaffrey had 18 for 85. So clearly McCaffrey is still the, the the lead back here, but good to see Mitchell involved. Obviously, he's a good player, and we also want to see McCaffrey get that rest so that we can give him a hundred percent of snaps in a fight in the playoffs, not on a cruise to victory on a Thursday night. So that's that's really happy. I'm glad to see that we got Mitchell with 11 carries, 42 yards. McCaffrey 18 for 85. Mitchell got three targets for three receptions as well. So Mitchell is definitely getting more involved in this offense, and you you love to see that. This is much more what I expect the 49ers backfield to look like going forward except in really really close games. I I think obviously Kyle Shanahan coach of the 49ers listens to this podcast and so agreed with Daniel and I on our opinions as to what was going on with that backfield and so Kyle thanks for for listening. If you have any more thoughts would be be happy to connect, have you on the pod, talk about the offense, but I expect this model to be a bit more what the 49ers backfield looks like going forward, except in maybe close games and shootouts. But ultimately, this team has its eyes on the Super Bowl. And in order to get there, it's going to need a healthy Christian McCaffrey in the playoffs. And so that's what I expect this Niners team to be focused on going forward. So that was the big story on the offensive side. Receiving, the ball got spread around a bit in... Ayuk's absence we got six for re- debo with six receptions for 129 yards and a touchdown and then george kittle with probably his best receiving game of the year so far it makes sense you're down a target these guys get the ball seven receptions for 90 yards from kittle and then Jawan Jennings, two receptions. Jennings just continues to be consistent, be a go-to guy on clutch plays if needed, and of course, excels in the blocking game as well, which is where we want to see him. Ronnie Bell continues to, to assert himself in... In this receiving room he got two receptions 24 yards on two targets I expect Bell to get more and more involved as the year goes on He's just a fast guy who really offers something different for this team I I kind of saw Danny Gray taking that role and maybe he still will but by all accounts Bell has become kind of the Niners Next guy up that speedy receiver. So I expect to continue continue seeing Bell there. Didn't see Ray-Ray McLeod get the ball at all in the receiving game. He's still receiving punts. But again, I think Ronnie Bell is is kind of coming in and taking that job that we would have seen maybe going to a Danny Gray or a Ray-Ray McLeod. So good for Ronnie Bell. Another great late round pick for the 49ers and someone I expect to see inv- get more and more involved in this offense as the year goes on rushing we did get to see uh jordan mason got three carries for 11 yards i bet we see him more and more the team likes him he's a great special teams player and again this team does not want to have McCaffrey carrying the load in the regular season and unfortunately if history can be a guide which it usually can elijah mitchell's probably going to get injured we got one carry for kyle use fullback three yards debo only had one for two yards I do expect to see Debo more and more involved in the rushing game because he's really good at it. And and when Ayuk is back, I bet we get Debo more involved there. But this was a game we needed Debo to be a bit more of a receiver. And... To shift over to the defensive side. It finally happened. Nick Bosa finally got home after a slower start, slower in air quotes, because he's still Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa did get his first sack of the season. So that was really, really nice to see. It was a, a dominant sack in classic Bosa fashion. No one could stop him. I expect to see more and more of these. And I, I mean, as much as you say he kept in shape when he was away from the team in the offseason, there's no. There's no equivalent for live reps. And so I I think it did take Bosa maybe. I mean, obviously, Bosa is still one of the best players in the NFL coming off of, of not practicing. But get a few practices, a couple games under your belt, and I do not want to be in that man's way. So onward and upward for Bosa this year. I expect to see more and more sacks as well. Javon Hargrave with a sack, another great one to see only two sacks so again we'd like to see a bit more on the sack front but obviously this defense completely smothered the Giants offense held them to 12 points quarterback Daniel Jones only threw through did throw for 137 yards and an interception uh That's right what we like to see. We don't want to see him pushing too far. No receiving touchdowns. Matt Breida, former 49er, did get a rushing touchdown. Four carries for 17 yards. So really just smothered this 49ers, this Giants offense overall. So love to see that from the defense. I think that's what we're going to see throughout this season when the team plays. When the team plays these NFL teams that are not of their caliber these I don't know want to say bad teams I don't know that I think the Giants are terrible, but they're definitely not good. So This is what we expect to see and it's it's what you want to see from a team That's really really just dead set on that Super Bowl this year and that that's what the 49ers are more They are they are coming out as professionals They are winning games and they're they don't really care that much about these games other than they want to win And they want to make it to the playoffs and they want to win a Super Bowl That's what this team has its eyes set on other things on the defense Kalanoa Hufunga got an interception. He continues to impress. That's going to be our Hufunga Kawabunga today in honor of Daniel. Continues to impress. Continues to be one of the best safeties in the NFL. Baby Palamalu is back on the 49ers. We love to see it. Just another fifth round pick from this team that continues to excel. The 49ers continue to be masters of the late rounds of the draft. You did get a QB hit out of Dre Greenlaw. we love to see that. Four solo tackles for Greenlaw, four for Lenore, four for Oren Burks, four for Charverius Ward, three for Isaiah Oliver, two for Fred Warner. So we love to see this defense spread those hits around, flying around the middle of the field. No one shuts down the middle of the field like this 49ers defense with Fred Warner specifically. So we love to see that. Keep an eye on Isaiah Oliver. He had a fine game, but, but I expect to see him... Potentially edged out of that spot at some point. So just something to kind of kind of keep an eye on that. We we love to see To shift into one of my favorite segments nitpicking dominance There's a couple things I want to talk about here. We can stay on the defensive side of the field real quick new 49ers defensive coordinator Steve Wilkes not on the sideline this week Colin plays from the booth now, that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's it's common on NFL sidelines for D coordinators to be be up in the booth. But it's not historically what 49ers defensive coordinators have done. Obviously, Robert Sala went super viral for his uh, emotional outbursts on the sidelines. And D'Amico Ryan, same things. They were on the field with their team, rallying these guys up. Steve Wilkes, maybe a bit more of an old-school D coordinator, calling the plays from up in the booth. I don't, I don't mind it, but I'm a little... A little worried that it just it's it's just different and that's not a bad thing but i just don't understand why or i mean i worry a bit around uh, about what that change means for the emotion of this defense obviously i think wilkes is doing a fine job hard not to with this talented of a team to be honest. So I don't know if we've seen if he truly is on the level of D'Amico Ryans and Robert Sala, two obviously incredible defensive coordinators the 49ers had before him. But I worry a little bit about Wilkes' ability to produce the same level of emotion on the booth from the booth, and I, I don't know if that's bad, but it it does spell a shift from the high high levels of emotion that D'Amico, Ryan's, and Robert Sala were were steering on the sidelines, and I'm wondering if maybe Wilkes is just a different approach, and I I worry it could lead to the 49ers being a, playing with a little bit less emotion. I have no reason to think that. I don't. I think Wilkes is doing a great job so far, but it's just kind of in the back of my mind, like what. What is the difference in terms of one of these high-emotion, spirited defensive coordinators rallying guys on the sidelines and Wilkes up in the booth? And the 49ers are used to having that guy on the sidelines. So hopefully guys like Bosa, Fred Warner are going to be those emotional leaders, but it's it's something to keep an eye on. Finally, I think the most important nitpicking dominance we've done so far this season, not the best game from Brock Purdy in my opinion he finished 25 for 37 passing 310 yards two touchdowns zero interceptions He did take two sacks. So obviously not a bad game on the stat sheet He got the win. He keeps the win and two touchdown streak alive So I'm I'm happy to be seeing these kind of things from Brock Purdy, but Really kind of inaccurate to start the game I mean there was a pass early on where George Kittle had to play defensive back and bat the ball away From the defense and I'm just starting to worry a little bit about Purdy in these games He takes a little bit to settle in and he is like many Kyle Shanahan quarterbacks before him Succeeding because of the system right now, especially in a game like this and that's good Pretty succeeding in the system means that we can spend a lot of money on great defenders on great players and build this incredible offense without them. but we, we were kind of sold a bill of goods that Purdy was different than Jimmy, that Purdy was different than Brian Hoyer, that Purdy was different than these other guys who have come in and just run Kyle Shanahan's offense. We were under the impression coming in that Brock Purdy was a playmaker, a guy who can make plays when it breaks down, when the offense isn't right. Now, we have no reason to think he's not. We have not seen anything but that, but the way he played... On Thursday was not his best game. He won because of the system. We didn't win because of Brock Purdy. And that's fine when you're playing the Giants on Thursday night. But in some of these playoff games, obviously in the Super Bowl against the Chiefs, Jimmy got there, same type of thing, winning because of the offense, and he could not get us the win. Now, Brock Purdy has gotten us wins in his brief time as the 49ers quarterback. So I I really do think he could be one of those guys who can the team can win because of him. But I'm I'm starting to just get a little worried, and I can't put my finger on why. But I just I want to see Brock Purdy win us some games, and he's going to need to settle down in the especially in the beginning of these games. When you're playing a team like the Chiefs or the Bills or the Cowboys, you need to start hot, and so I I want to see Purdy come out a little stronger. Down the stretch, so I'm not concerned But if he keeps having slow starts like this and being pretty inaccurate I'm going to start to get concerned. So that's my nitpicking dominance right now Those kind of rough starts don't matter, but they might down the line So moving on to next week The 49ers are taking on the Arizona Cardinals on Sunday Uh, if I had recorded this before Last weekend's games I would have told you The Cardinals were the worst team In the NFL I would have told you That the 49ers Are going to coast To a victory And then the Cardinals Just beat the Cowboys So I don't know what's going on. This team is playing hard. Head coach Jonathan Gannon has obviously been mocked many, many times. If you haven't seen his who drove to work today, who took the bus speech, stop what you're doing, pause this podcast, and go watch it. It is all-time cringe. But he does seem to have this team playing hard. This team was mocked for bringing in Josh Dobbs two weeks before the season started. Dobbs went viral over the weekend for going into the team shop and showing that he was not able to purchase a Josh Dobbs Arizona Cardinals jersey, and now Dobbs is playing well, and this team is playing hard for Jonathan Gannon. And this team just beat the Dallas Cowboys, so good for the Cardinals. I still don't think the Cardinals are very good. I think they're better than we thought. I don't think they're gonna get the first pick. I think Kyla Murray is gonna come back at some point, and this team's gonna start making some noise. But they are not in the same class as the 49ers, so I, I I think the Niners are going to win this game. But I worry a little bit that it could be a trap game. So that's something to keep an eye on for sure. But I I don't think this team is ready for trap games. I think they are they are playing as professionals right now. They are just putting wins away. So I expect the 49ers to win. But I'm not as like I'm I. I think the Cardinals could put up, a make some noise, put up a bit of a fight. So we'll we'll have to see. I, I, I think they will win. I don't think it's going to be particularly close. But if it winds up being close in the fourth quarter, I, I don't know that I'm completely shocked. This Cardinals team is just kind of weird right now. So I think the 49ers are a better team. I think they're in a different class than the Cardinals. But I'm still not super sure what's going to happen. So something to keep an eye on. Definitely don't want the Card- the 49ers coming in just expecting a win here. That That's kind of my... If we go in expecting a win, like the Cowboys did, the Cardinals could make some noise. Now, the Cowboys had lost cornerback Trayvon Diggs to an ACL tear in practice that week. That kind of thing can really mess with a team's emotions. So maybe they just were kind of still in a weird spot because of that. So I don't really know what to expect. But to summarize my thoughts, I think the Cardinals are better than everyone thought going in. And I think the 49ers are still in a different tier. So I, I think the 49ers win, but I'm not sure it's like the way I would expect the 49ers win if they were playing the Bears right now, is kind of, kind of what I'd put it. To wrap things up, I'm going to do one of our favorite segments, bold predictions. I had Nick Bosa getting two sacks last week. He got one, so we're close, but not all the way there couple other things to remember with this game, Brandon Ayuk is practicing, Debo Samuel is not with a rib injury, so some weird stuff going on in the receiver room, because of that, I'm going to say Ronnie Bell gets a touchdown, Ronnie Bell, receiver who's getting more and more involved every week, gets a touchdown, and since Daniel's not here, I'm going to go two and keep rolling with Nick Bosa, two sacks on Josh Dobbs, quarterback of the Arizona Cardinals. That is all I've got for you today, listeners. Thanks for tuning in to hear just my voice. I know it's not the same as with me and Daniel. We're going to have Daniel back next week. Really excited for that. Continue to enjoy this dominant 49 ers season. It's obviously being very, very fun. Thanks for tuning in as always, and stay safe out there, everybody. (laughs)